this past Friday, and as you all know, on Tuesday evenings, Thursday evenings, and Friday evenings, we do like a mini Bible study uh, from 8.30 to 8.45. This past Friday, we talked about a text from Luke chapter 5, and uh, we discussed about how far will you go to see Jesus? Right. How far will you go to see Jesus? And this was our con uh, contextual setting from Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And for emphasis, I'll read it again. It said, one day, to say NIV, Jesus was teaching. And Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the towels into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. Verse number 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The reason why I wanted to put more emphasis on this lesson is because sometimes we fail to understand where the blessings are. You know, you read all through the Bible during the ministry of Jesus when he traveled around and went places. When people, was a, when people were in a need, when they had a desire to be blessed, they needed a healing, they needed something done, they came to Jesus. They came to him. They didn't stay away from him. They came unto him. I'm wondering, do we understand? And how is it that we allow so many simple things in our life to distract us and to cause us not to assemble on the first day of the week? Well, my head is hurting. I'm going to stay at home. And then, but where, 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 where do you get the blessings from? All spiritual blessings are where? In Christ. In Christ. Ephesians 1 and 3. Am I right? right? All spiritual blessings. So you would think if I desire to be healed, if you desire to be blessed, wouldn't you want to come to where Jesus is? Amen. You think about all through the Bible when people had people, uh, relatives that were sick and they was in need of healing or whatever. They came unto Jesus. They came to where Jesus was. Amen. They didn't stay afar off. They didn't say, well, I'm just going to sit here and hope for the best. Look at this setting right here. As I said Friday evening, this man has some good people surrounding him. First and foremost, that they would carry him around. He was paralyzed. He couldn't do for himself. And the Bible said there were men who carried him around. That tell me something about the people he hung around. Think about this now. 
Evidently, they had to know something about Jesus. They had to have some kind of belief to even go through the trouble, number one, to carry him around, but to go through all of the trouble to not only just try to get him through the lower door to see Jesus, but they couldn't get in because of the crowd. They lifted him up to the roof. Why would anybody go through such trouble if you didn't believe? My point I'm making on that, we need to surround our people with ourselves with believers. We need to surround ourselves so that even when our faith faint, we got ourselves surrounded by people who faith will not faint. So even though I may feel like giving up, I may feel like not pushing, I'm, a, I'm surrounding myself with people who are going to say, no, you got to come on. Yeah. Yeah. You got to come on. This man had some people who cared about him. And they lifted him up to the rooftop. Think about this, folks. To the rooftop. Amongst a crowd of people. Because, hey, don't be mistaken. Anywhere Jesus went, he, 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 hey, he brought a crowd. He brought a crowd wherever he went. And they lifted this man to the rooftop. And lowered him down through the tiles of the roof directly in front of Jesus. And what was Jesus' response? Verse number 20. When Jesus saw their faith, when he saw whose faith? Huh? He, he wasn't just speaking directly to the paralyzed man. He said when he saw their faith. Folks, they had to believe in something to go through the trouble. When he saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Think about that for a moment. Being surrounded by the right people. And the right people got him to the right place. And being in the right place, that man received a blessing. How far will you go to see Jesus? Huh? Huh? How far will you go? Or maybe I should ask, what is it you will allow to distract you to hinder you from seeing it? Huh? If your head is hurting and you see that as a reason not to come to the assembly on Sunday, but yet if your head is hurting on Monday, you will still go to work. If your child is sitting on Sunday, but yet you're looking, it's almost as if sometimes we look for reasons not to come. But if your child is sick on a Monday morning, you'll still take them to the daycare. You'll still send them on to school. Why can't the church have a greater priority in our lives? Why are we so easy to give up and to give in on assembly on the first day of the week? 
How is it it's so easy to be distracted and discouraged to allow things to keep us from gathering on the first day of the week? Well, so-and-so is sick. Well, if they don't want to go to the hospital, what are you going to do? Huh? Well, pray for me. Prayer, prayers are answered through acts of obedience. And, And I don't say this jokingly. Now, if I don't feel good, you know what? I can't think of a better place to sit up and drop dead. Right. Let me go and worship. Yeah. But to allow just any little thing to distract me because the truth be told, folks, so often we look for reasons to try to justify why we don't want to come. So we figure, I could sit at home, God will understand. Here, be careful, be careful telling people what God understands. Because right. the last time I read, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's right. That's my ways are not, your ways. not yours. That's right. That's right. Just because in your mind you made up, I'm just going to throw anything I want out to God and he'll be okay with it. That's your belief. Nadab in the bayou, they figure, hey, it's okay. It's a fire. Hey, what's the difference? Ask them. God killed them. Because the Bible said they brought, they presented a strange fire. Cain and Abel, they were instructed to offer a sacrifice. They were told the same thing. But Cain had it made up in his mind. He was going to offer what he wanted to. God accepted his brother's offering. And he rejected Cain's. Cain became bitter. God said, why have you allowed your countenance to fall? Why are you upset? He became so bitter he murdered his brother. God said, why have you allowed this to happen to you? You cannot just offer unto God whatever you want to and expect God to accept it. The Bible is specific as far as what God is looking for. John chapter 4, Bobby mentioned it in his prayer this morning. God seeketh those to worship him in a certain way. What way is that? In spirit and truth. There must be an honest Connection. There must be a spiritual connection in your heart when it comes to worshiping and serving God. Man. How far are you willing to go? How much are you willing to help somebody? Right now. This paralyzed man was blessed to have somebody. And when I look at this story, I look at man, how great, how beautiful it would be if this was our attitude toward one another. Right. Could he have done it on his own? No, he was paralyzed. So he was in need of help. 
these men carried him around on a mat. One translation said a bed. How far are we willing to go of ourselves to see Jesus? But how much further are we willing to go to help somebody else to find him? Huh? Oh, there, there are many things we can gather from this story right here. It's a good thing to have somebody who believes in your corner. What if the people he hung around didn't believe in Jesus? Man, you know, I don't mind taking you someplace, but I ain't no waste of my time. You seen the crowd around there? Maybe when they got there in the crowd, they said, man, hey, I'm sorry. Can't help you. But look at the kind of people he hung around. They said, we can't get you in down here. We'll climb up to the roof. Would you be willing to do that for someone? Would you be willing to do that for someone to help them come before Jesus? To find Jesus? How far are you willing to go? Right. Something we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. In Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 35. A question is asked. Who shall separate us yeah. from the love of Christ? Yeah. Shall tribulation? Or distress? Or persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come. No height, no depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, Amen. which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Folks, there, shouldn't, there should never be anything that you should allow to come between serving your God. Amen. Now, I'm not up here being unreasonable. Some sickness, you can't come out. Some sickness, you have to stay at home and, and tend to and take care. But I'm just asking us to honestly, I'm asking us to be honest. <laughs> Is every excuse we present justified before God. Justified by God's word. Right. Not according to what you think or feel. Because see, your feelings can lead you to a misunderstanding. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. When Paul wrote this, he said, 
we should not allow anything to separate us. Anything. And folks, think about it. If you want a healing, wouldn't this be the best place to come? But no, we have developed this mentality. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to sit at home. Hey, come heal me where I am. Send me a healing. Y'all pray for me. Whatever happened to sacrifice? Whatever happened to sacrifice? Huh? And I know you know what I'm talking about. Many of us, we do it all the time. Even on our job, we sacrifice time. We sacrifice different things. Why don't we sacrifice when it comes to God? So you're telling me to come out an hour, hour and a half is going to destroy your life. But yet you're seeking a blessing. Come on, folks. Can we be real? And what are you going to do while you're sitting at home? Huh? Well, I'll sit at home. I'll just read my Bible. You could have put on some clothes. And you could have come out. And just maybe a prayer that was prayed, maybe some songs that were sung would have taken your mind, soothed your, your, your pain, and soothed your mind, soothed your spirit. And you know what? You could have received a healing right here. Amen. But see, the problem is you don't believe that. You don't believe it. You, you'd rather sit at home and isolate yourself. And then let the devil take advantage of you. That's right, man. That's right. How are you going to help somebody? How are you going to provoke somebody onto good works? Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Yeah. How are you going to exhort and encourage somebody if you're not here? When you're not focused on being here and you're not of the mindset of how important it is to be here, you're not thinking about other people. Amen. Yeah. You're thinking about yourself. That's it. You're selfish. Yeah. Look at Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Yeah. Hamilton, put it up here. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. You say, well, I already know. I could quote. I've been hearing it all my life in the church. Well, how come you ain't doing better? If you've been hearing it all of your life and you know it, why aren't you doing better? How come you haven't perfected it? Verse 24 said, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. God's design is for us to come together. When you go to war, when, when, when the army go into war, or the military go into war, they don't just send a guy out and say, hey, you just go be the solo. 
You go as a unit. You have a strategy. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Can it be done by yourself? No. Well, why do we separate ourselves? Right. And we'll be the first to say, well, I don't, I, I don't let the devil use me. He, he's, he's already using you. Yeah. 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 He's taking you away from God's design and purpose to encourage somebody else. Well, I'll just sit at home and study my Bible. I listen to a radio. Uh, Is that what the scriptures say? I mean, if you're up and about and awake to do all that, how come you can't put on some clothes and get out here? But exhorting one another. Yeah. But exhorting one another. Yeah. In the presence of one another. Amen. 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 In the assembly. Amen. Amen. Exhorting one another. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't even require you to say anything to some people. Some people are just encouraged just to see that you did. Amen. That's right. And sometimes people know what you're going through, even though you haven't said anything. People know when you're going through stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that, hey, you won't give up, you keep coming, you don't know how much of a blessing and encouragement it is to them to know you're going through something, but you keep coming. So what if I decide to imitate you when you're going through something, you just quit coming? Mm. Is that the kind of exhortation we're talking about here? Oh, no. We're talking about to do good. Man. Exhorting one another. And so much the more. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give in. You might get knocked down. But when you surround yourself with the right people, they'll pick you back up. Amen. They're not going to allow you to stay down. Amen. So much the more as you see the day approaching. What day approaching? Judgment is coming, folks. Judgment is coming. What are you going to offer? What are you going to offer? Well, Lord, I, I figured you understood. Oh, he understands. He understands the wages of sin is death. He understands that he gave his only begotten son because he so loved the world. And his only begotten son left unto us an example. Yeah. 
that we may imitate, that we might follow. And you know what? He went through some suffering. He went through some trials. He went through some tribulations. Did he give up? When in the ministry of Jesus did he say, hey, this is not worth it? When did he say that? Huh? No, but I tell you what he did say, not my will. That's it. But thy will be done. Amen. Well, brother, man, there's just some days I just don't feel good. So Jesus didn't feel good a lot of days. Man. Man. And then can I ask you a question and you be honest? Is it that you don't feel good or you just don't have faith? Man. You just don't believe. You just don't believe what is written. We were talking about Wednesday when Jesus said in John 8, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. What, what does that mean? Except you believe that I am he. Jesus said, if you don't believe, I have done all the things that I've done. I've raised the dead. I healed the sick. I gave the lame the ability to walk. The blind, the ability to see. Yeah. I fed thousands. I healed and all. Except you believe that you know what? True life is in me. And nowhere else. You're going to die in your sins. Yeah. Yeah. So in other words, he erased any excuse you and I could make. We do not go through any type of suffering that can measure up to anything that Jesus went through. Amen. But brother, may I just say that Jesus didn't feel good after they beat him. Amen. But what did he do? He still bore his cross. He didn't feel good when they stripped him down. He didn't feel good when the soldiers surrounded him and spit on him and slapped him and beat him. He didn't feel good when they planted the crown of thorns in his skull. Now, if anybody had a bad day, Jesus had a bad day. But what did he say? Not my will. But thy will be done. When he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. And his sweat was there, were as drops of blood. Agonizing. Stressed out. There was ever a time. When he prayed. He said father there be another way. Yeah. But not my will. But thy will be done. I challenge you. Come up with your best excuse. Mm-hmm. Come up with your best excuse. And just use one example of Jesus' suffering. And see, can it compare? It'll never compare. And even after they scourged him, beat him, spit him, spit on him, stripped him down, embarrassed him, humiliated him, they took him to Calvary. A bloody, beaten, raggedy body. And even as he hung there, 
prayed for you. He prayed for me. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Amen. Bring your best excuse. How far are you willing to go? Right. Jesus saw the, the significance and the importance that, hey, regardless of how they beat me, regardless of what they do unto me, regardless of how they try to embarrass me, I'm going to please my father. Man. I'm going to please my father. Man. Because you know what? There's something bigger than this life. Man. That's something bigger than this life. Yeah. But do we see that picture? Do we see that picture? We probably don't see that picture because we're trying to build our heaven right here on earth. Huh? You ain't for a great disappointment. Amen. You ain't for a great disappointment. I just want to encourage you this morning. Whatever you have to go through, heaven is worth it. When, when, you, when you have a few aches and pains or whatever, you know what? Don't listen to it. Don't listen to it. There are some things, yeah, you might, you, you might not be able to come out. I'm, I'm talking within reason, folks. Yeah. But if you, if you can forsake the assembly and stay home and vacuum and clean up and, and, and do all that, why couldn't you be here sitting down, praying, singing? Man. Oh, miraculously, after service started and was over, I feel better. <laughs> if you don't have enough sense to realize, that's the devil. That's the devil. Your, your stomach don't hurt Monday through Friday. Saturday ain't nothing wrong with you. Sunday morning, oh, you just feel like I'm the worst. Oh, I just feel so terrible. Folks, that's the devil. Yes, sir. That's the devil. And if you're not willing to push on, if you're not willing to push on, there have been many days, folks, many days. I've gotten up on Sunday morning and I felt terrible. And I just said, Satan, you need to get up out of 300 Shelly Lane. Yeah. And you, you don't have to believe it, but I believe the word of God. The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee. I pray. I said, Lord, I know this is the devil just trying to make me feel bad. How come I felt so good before I went to bed? Yeah. <laughs> All day Saturday, it wasn't bothering me. But now when it's come time to come praise you, yeah. to give you your glory, yeah. to come and encourage somebody, to give a smile and just to give somebody a push to say, don't quit, don't give up. It's so good to see you. Now all of a sudden, Satan don't want you here. Right, man. Oh man, you 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 got the right to feel sick. Mm -hmm. 
those the lies the devil throw at you. And I'm saying, stop buying them. Stop buying them. So often, many times when Satan attack you and he don't want you to come, that's the Sunday you end up pushing and coming and you say, Lord, thank you. I sure needed to hear what I heard. But shouldn't that tell you that was the devil? You do believe we have an adversary, right? You do believe we have an adversary whose mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. Who's seeking and going around like a roaring lion, right? Seeking who he may devour. Push on, folks. If you don't get anything else out of this this morning, push on. Stop giving up so easy. Stop giving up so easy. When when, when you went to school to advance your education and learning, you know what? There are many times you didn't feel good, but you went on to that class, didn't you? Huh? Hello? You, You went on, didn't you? Why? Because it was important to you. Many days you get up and you don't feel like going to that job. But you know what? You go on anyway, don't you? Huh? You want to get paid. Why can't God have a greater priority than that? Who provides a job for you? That's right. Who provides the help and the strength to wake you up to go to it? Amen. Huh? Well, why can't he be number one in your life? That is the commandment. To love him with what? All All your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Folks, stop buying the lie. Be encouraged. And quit lying on God. Tabah, he'll understand. He, he understands. He understands. You don't love him first. Man. With all that you have. Man. And I hope you could be encouraged from this message this morning.